Welcome to the Farm Safe Podcast, brought to you by the Great Plains Center for Agricultural Health. Today, I'm joined by Meg Moynihan from the Minnesota Department of Agriculture and Don Wick, a farm broadcaster with the Red River Farm Network and host of the Transformation Podcast. In 2018, they received a Great Plains pilot grant. The mission of the Great Plains Center is to improve safety and health among agricultural communities. One of the ways the center accomplishes this mission is by funding pilot projects that promote innovative outreach and research efforts to prevent agricultural injury and illness. Projects can be funded up to $30,000, which can be used to cover staff salary, supplies, equipment, and other expenses necessary to complete the project. Megan Don's project, called Airing Out Farm Stress, aimed to tackle the silence around how the stresses inherent in agricultural production can affect the mental, physical, and emotional well-being of agricultural workers. They partnered with a local radio network to create 60-second segments to air to a listening audience of more than 100,000 North Dakota, South Dakota, and Minnesota agricultural workers and family members. The project also led to the creation of more in-depth podcasts on mental health topics. Thank you both for being here with me today. To start, can you tell us a little bit about the work you do? Certainly. Don Wick, I'm a farm broadcaster. Uh, We have a network based in Grand Forks, North Dakota, where we serve farmers and agriculture in uh, Minnesota, North Dakota, and South Dakota. Been in this business for 40 years and uh, enjoy being able to communicate the story of agriculture. And I'm Meg Moynihan. I'm a senior advisor at the Minnesota Department of Agriculture, and I'm also a dairy farmer. And my role at the department is focusing really on what I call the human experience of agriculture, and that involves the stressors that farmers and other people in agricultural communities experience on, I would say, a pretty continual basis, and uh, also some mental health issues that are sometimes caused by stress and sometimes contribute to stress. So tell me about your project. How did you get the idea for this? Uh, Maybe I'll start and and Don, you can chime in. This goes back to a conversation that Don and I had after an interview one day, I think. Don had called in response to a press release, probably something about our Minnesota Farm and Rural Helpline. And after the recording, we we just sort of chatted. And I think you said, Don, but gee, I'm getting a lot of calls and, and talking to a lot of people who just really seem up against the wall. And this was I'm trying to think of what date this was. This would have been in 2017 or 2018, you know, and we had been through so many consistent years of low prices and weather challenges and things. And Don was just talking about how down farmers were. And I think that you and I just started talking about that. And that was the kernel of what could we do through radio, which I've used a lot. I mean, I'm a big fan of, of radio because I know from personal experience that farmers always have the radio on. And I think it's easier to get a message to farmers when they're already paying attention and not ask them to pay attention to something new. I think that conversation started and then the opportunity from Great Plains Center for Agricultural Health crossed my desk and I sort of made the connection with, well, here here would be a way that we could pilot this. Now, that's what I remember. What do you remember, Don? I agree. I know I was really hearing from from farmers that were were under a lot of stress during that time. Certainly, a lot of it was market-based at, uh, at that particular time. But what I liked about this is out of that, that kernel of a conversation, and, and Meg was able to find uh, the, the funding through Great Plains, we were able to tie not only the podcast, it's very popular, but also that combination with farm radio. And, and then there's a digital component as well. And I think that that mix 
having that message right where the farmers are tuning in for the markets or farm news or weather. I think that's been a, an important element of this whole thing. And you know, Don, I think it was really key. We talked about this early on. It was really key that this was paid time. It was not a public service announcement. You know, it wasn't a freebie that was going to run at three in the morning. This was prime time. So like Don says, it was during the market reports, like when people are paying attention, when they're in the house for noon dinner or when they're, you know, out spending some time behind the wheel of their tractor. So I think that that's really important. And you know, Don, remember the podcast we're an add-on. We started this just thinking about doing some 60-second episodes. And then you said, hey, I've got all this tape from the interviews. This would make a nice podcast. And so that was like a bonus. You're right. I forgot about that element, actually. Well, it was the radio part of it started first. And obviously, we've got some great content when we've been able to share some of these stories. So the podcasts have been a great uh, part of this as well. And then your team got the podcast put up on some subscription services so that people could subscribe and automatically get those downloaded. In the beginning, we pointed people to the website. And then at some point, Don, your staff, you know, put them up on Apple Podcasts and, you know, so you could use whatever service you use and find those podcasts and subscribe, which I dutifully did. Yeah. I want to make it as user-friendly as possible. Mm -hmm. So this is the Transformation Podcast. For any of our listeners that haven't heard it yet, do you want to talk a little bit more about what it is and what you cover on there? Frankly, it's, it's uh, sharing stories. It's uh, talking to farmers and, and experts in the field. I think we want to try to create some awareness. We want to reduce some of the stigma associated with farm stress and mental wellness. And uh, that's really what we've been able to, to share during this, this whole series. Uh, the series ran from April of 19 through uh, June of 2021, and now we're back actually just starting again with the, the second round of transformation. So to me, it's those stories. I don't know what your thoughts are, Meg, but that's really what, what this is all about. It really is. And I think the underlying message there of all of the broadcasts that Don has put together is you are not alone. And I don't mean that in a creepy way. I mean, you are not alone in what you're going through here. You are hearing stories of people like you, other farmers, who are talking about really difficult situations that they had to go through, but they came out the other side. But they're people like you. You know, they're they're not necessarily experts telling you what you should do. It's people telling you what they did do. So you're not alone there, but you're also not alone in having to do it by yourself. Because Don was really good about highlighting resources and letting farmers who might be listening know where they could get some support. And so I think, I, and I think we pretty much concluded, Don, that the episodes that featured producers were the ones that really resonated most strongly. Would you agree about that? Very much so. That's where we had the most feedback. And I think that's, farmers like to hear from farmers and uh, in, enjoy those kind of stories. And what I appreciate is having that opportunity to sit across a, a kitchen table with someone and they share deeply personal stories. I look at uh, Teresa Gilly out of Hallock, Minnesota, or Dale Zaratka, who's out of uh, Adams, North Dakota region. Both have uh, lost family members, uh, someone that took their life uh, by suicide. And they really didn't share that story with many people at that point, And they were able to offer really what they were going through. And and uh, they did it really because they didn't want other people to go through some of the same things they were. So um, deeply emotional, but uh, I, I think they really made a connection with people and, and it's been very important. 
And I will tell you from our perspective, one of the keys to the success of this was partnering with Don and the Red River Farm Network, not just because of access to ears, but because they have such long and deep relationships with their listeners. So somebody thinking about talking about something very personal, if they're talking to Don Wick, it's different than a stranger calls them and wants to talk to them and poke around in their deep, dark underbelly. You know what I mean? So part of the magic of why this worked really was that team at the Red River Farm Network. And in fact, one of your staff even became a story, Don. Yeah. One of my fellow farm broadcasters uh, used to be a farmer and uh, went through some challenging times and came into this business of farm broadcasting. And he, and he shared some stories. That I, I've known the guy for 20 years and he, he shared stories in our podcast and in our interviews that I hadn't heard before. And uh, talked about that there there is life after farming, and I think it was a, a very important message for for folks to hear. And it was fun to see just because he got so much feedback on it that I was able to see that side of it as well. You know, that's an important point, Don. And I remember back to one of our first meetings of our advisory group. We put together an advisory group because Don and I figure we don't know everything, and we needed ears to the ground. And so we had people from the listening region who got together to talk about what are the issues are on people's minds? What are people hungry to hear? What do they need to hear? And they might not realize it. And then this all important, who is out there to tell the stories? And one of the things that very strongly impressed me at that meeting was they said, this needs to be hopeful. This can't just be gloom and doom stories about how horrible agriculture is and how depressed we all are. It has to be people who have moved through, maybe it was a terrible thing, maybe it was losing limbs in an accident, or maybe it was losing a family member, and their life was changed forever in ways they did not like, but they survived. And so we needed really to have this underpinning of hope that there is hope out there. Otherwise, why get up in the morning? This really is a success story because this project has grown so far beyond that initial pilot. Can you talk a little bit about how that happened? Well, you know, and it really resonated because the funding from Great Plains, the pilot funding was just that. It was pilot funding and it supported the creation and broadcast of five episodes and Very rapidly, Don was able to make connections with other businesses and community foundations that wanted to support these stories. And so it blew past those first five episodes and turned into its own thing. And I don't I don't know how many episodes we ended up with, Don. And if you have an idea of how many organizations or companies helped underwrite a portion of that, but it was a lot. 35 episodes that aired during our, our first round, and now, again, we're, we're back on uh, again for another round of transformation. So uh, we've got a lot of those stories that we've shared. And you're right, it was basically farm organizations, uh, uh, a farmer's union, farm bureau, corn growers, soybean growers, those kind of organizations that, that really stepped up and, and supported this uh, effort as well and, and helped us continue it on. Uh, I, I think that's uh, really been a key to be able to keep that story going, too. So I guess you could look at this as really successful seed money. You know, sometimes you plant a seed and you don't know if it's old or moldy and it's not going to grow. And sometimes you plant a seed and it rockets out of the ground. And in our case, it really rocketed on the ground and it exceeded my expectations. I think it exceeded a lot of expectations. And I can remember going to a legislative hearing in St. Paul, uh, sort of an informational hearing. We like to keep legislators updated on 
emerging issues and, and continuing issues. And so this was one about mental health and farm stress. And I was describing the transformation program and several legislators said, why is this only in the Red River Valley? Why is this only in northern Minnesota? We need this in my part of the state. And so I took that pretty seriously and started thinking about, well, how, I mean, radio is, is cost effective, but it is not cheap. And I thought, well, how are we going to do this? And then last year, some funding became available through USDA. They're supporting state departments of agriculture to invest in expanding farm stress support. And I thought, boom, here we are. So we're using a portion of that money. Don is very much involved in leading this with another farm network. So the two networks are cooperating and we're moving this program expanding it, I guess I should say, from northern Minnesota into central and southern Minnesota. And so that's awfully exciting. Yeah. And you know, it's also fun. I haven't shared this with you, Meg, but I had a meeting just uh, a week or two ago and ran into a colleague of mine in Montana, and they're starting a similar program to this. So that's that's been gratifying as well to see this branch out into other parts of the country, too. Very cool. Do you have any recommendations for others who might be thinking about applying for a pilot grant? I will say that I think that framing this as a pilot is really wonderful because I think it challenges people's creativity. And I think too often we feel like we're writing proposals or or securing funds for something that we have to be sure it's going to work. And I think there's really room for creativity and you need a little bit of leeway to throw the spaghetti at the wall and say, we're going to do our best and we'll learn along the way, but it may not turn out the way we thought it would. Now, in our case, it did plus, but you know, it gave us the liberty to try things and to do things a little bit differently. Somehow we need to spur more creativity and think about new ways of doing things, new topics to explore, um, new kinds of partnerships. And I think all of that can really be generated with a pilot grant. That's a great point. Sometimes we can have the biggest impact by trying out these new ideas. As we wrap up, do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share? I would just say, like, I've been in farm broadcasting, like I said, 40 years, and I this is, I've never been part of anything that's been as gratifying as this. And I think it's, a lot of it's anecdotal, but I've had feedback from people where this has made a difference. And that's, uh, that's why we get up in the morning and go to work, isn't it? That's uh, pretty important. In that vein, one of our advisory committee's members has a brother who farms and knows about the podcast and about her involvement. And he was out, remember the story, he was out in a bar at a bar and he was sitting next to a guy who was just really down and really struggling. And he, the brother said to the guy, you know, there's a great podcast about this, about, you know, our dad was profiled and he went to see a therapist back during the farm crisis of the 80s. And he thought it was really helpful. And, you know, here's how you could just listen to it if you want to hear our dad on the radio. And the guy did. And I think, the end of the story was that guy did go and seek out some mental health support for himself because he heard, you know, this old timer who demystified it and said, we could do it. But that's another case of that, just sort of, you know, people talking to each other about it, which is really what what we wanted to happen. And I think, too, we talked about the the facts through the programming that not everybody needs the same thing. You know, not everybody needs a mental health therapist. I mean, I think probably we could all benefit from one, but You know, some people need a doctor, some people need a pastor, some people need a different banker, some people need an attorney, some people need uh, marriage counseling, you know, everybody needs something a little differently. Some, Some people need a magic wand to make the weather better. 
but everybody needs something a little differently. And we kind of have to respect that about ourselves and about each other. It was also something I found, uh, again, went going back and kind of reviewing the episodes we've had earlier this morning ahead of this podcast. And so many people talked about the community that came out and supported them when they maybe have gone through a farm accident or uh, had some tragedy in their life. Or, uh, in rural America, I think folks, uh, they want to roll up their sleeves and help people. And, and that came through time and time again about community. Going to what Don talked about earlier, which is reducing that stigma and realizing you are not a freak for, for feeling overwhelmed or feeling desperate. You are actually pretty normal. Check out the links provided in the episode resources section of our website, which include links to the Transformation webpage and the Minnesota Farm and Rural Helpline. Transformation is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast directory. We also provided a link to the pilot project page on the Great Plains website. Check out this page to find out more about pilot projects and opportunities for funding. There's contact information on the website, so please reach out if you have any questions. Original music for the Farm Safe podcast was written and performed by Ben Schmidt. This work was funded by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention as part of the National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health's Great Plains Center for Agricultural Health. 